0: Welcome to the Speaking Up podcast. Here we are, mm-hmm. let's live. Let's get let's get this thing live up on Facebook here for. The music's pumping me up. Isn't, it? isn't that isn't that a nice little, nice little vibe? And here does a podcast. I love it.
1: Yeah, Can I just get this on Facebook. We were all just sitting still a second ago.
0: Yeah, weren't we? Yeah, just now just we're, we're grooving and jiving. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, the, the obligatory wait a minute for Facebook to catch up. Yep. That's, that's underwhelming.
2: The new reality.
0: Yes, I know. Eh? We all live. We all live through Facebook. I, I still, I still haven't restarted my, my personal.
2: Nope. Personal. I'm 10, I'm ten years off Facebook. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, I wish
0: even I was. In this, even in, in this.
2: And I refuse to do TikTok. <clears throat> You can't be over thirty five and have a TikTok account. You just can't.
1: Amen. Come on. No, not there's at
0: some,
3: all. There's some card you have to turn in if you are. <laughs> yes. Some kind of adult card or something. I don't know. Yes. Mature adult.
0: You have surrendered yes. your adult card if you have TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I uh I, I had a staff member try to convince me I needed to I needed to put out a t- get a TikTok account and uh they're no longer with us.
2: <laughs> my daughter wants me to get one so I can help her get more followers and my son is scared to death I'm gonna do a TikTok account.
0: Oh no, no. I will not. Hey. hey.
1: And by no longer with us, you mean they're still alive. Oh no.
0: Green bubbly? Are we gonna have to blur this out? Are they gonna are, are they going product
2: placement? Yeah, if are you're they looking gonna... for a sponsorship, bubbly? Yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> we we aren't looking for sponsorship, but well. this is brought to you by <laughs>
2: No name. Period.
0: Have have it blurred out. Absolutely. I think Bubbly will take it at this point. It might think. cause more controversy. We blur it out. Right. You know, it's a day and age where people are so woke and so politically touchy that you know, there's a day where you know, no press is bad press, and if you're going to show my product on your show, please, please and thank you. Now,
1: yes.
0: companies, you know, not, not so sure I want to be associated with those guys or this thing or that thing. Well, mm.
2: my. My production guy wears a king's hat every time he does stuff for Nova. So you guys are sponsored us. He's looking for a sponsor, I think.
0: Oh, hey. <laughs> Maybe I had a I had a, a conversation call. with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need I need you to wear the king's hat. hmm <laughs> I will. I will. Awesome. Good deal. Good deal. Welcome welcome guys. Just uh, I guess some people signing online here. Who do we have here? We got three people that I uh, could not be more thrilled to talk to today. We got, uh, of course, Pastor Dan Lamus up in here.
2: The legend Lamus. Legend. legend. Feeling
1: legendary.
0: We <laughs> are. And we got. Uh, we got. Let's see if I can get the uh, applause track going here. In just a sec. I got a fun new game, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I have a. Oh, that wasn't the. That wasn't the applause. <laughs> but
2: fitting. But fitting. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. I think I got the applause now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to I welcome Anthony Moore to the Less speaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, was the, what, that
0: was the canned laugh. Yeah. There it is. There it is. There it is. You got it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And then, of course, uh, super excited today to have my friend, uh, pastor of Nova Church, all the way from Halifax, Nova Scotia. The one and only Mr. Mike Miller. Thank you, my friend. Do
2: I get a sound effect?
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no. I had the, uh, I had the dreamboat. Last, one, I've I? gotten a week. I had the dreamboat. Uh, oh,
1: there he is. <laughs> Yes. Very fitting right there. That's right. That's what happens in my heart every time I see you, Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <God>. mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I blushing right now? I'm just hot.
0: It's like 90 <laughs> degrees in here. I'm really not blushing, but it's uh, it's warm in here. It might be the headphones. I don't know. The cost of looking official, guys.
2: Buddy.
0: Um, that's the price we pay. Well, welcome, guys. It's going to be uh, fun to connect tonight. Um, first, I wanted to just take a minute and just catch up on how, especially with Mike here, you know, how everybody's doing. Talk kind of Nova. I'd love to hear how Nova church is doing. You guys are uh, one of the great success stories in Canada, as far as church plants go in the last couple of years, it's actually, sometimes I have to remind myself that you've only been a church for what, not even two years.
2: No, it'll be three years in September. Yeah. Two and a half.
0: So it's, it's, Wow. I, I, and and the reason I don't think of you as a new church in that category is you guys just kind of skipped the the small new church thing.
2: And I'm so old.
0: <laughs> right, right, that too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys, the the growth and the mm. success of Nova has just been so admirable and remarkable. And I mean, you and Nancy deserve all the honor and credit in the world for. You know, those things I can only imagine. I've never planted a church. We've launched campuses, but I can only imagine what being the, the CEO, the visionary, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, and the pastor, and all that round up into one. And then
2: truck, truck loader,
0: truck loader, all of it. And it's like, man, what you guys have done is just incredible. And we just are we're just honestly, it's, it's just incredible. I have bra- I've brag about you and, and Nova I've had so many conversations with guys across the country, even like just. Your name yeah. And,
2: and that's, and that's very, very kind. And I, I thank you. And you say that in private. So of course you say it in public cause you say it in private, but again, I've said it before and not that this is like a big bromance though. I love these three so much. Last time we were together was at one conference in the, in the, in the tunnel at one conference. Yes. My, kid, my kids are still grieving one conference. So I know, I know just, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, I, I I've said it before, but, like, for you guys, you know, as church and other churches, but you guys are definitely, you know, a huge part of it. of just breaking those glass ceilings and plowing new ground. And, like, even when we were starting, like, our kid, kids' ministry went out and visited one of your campuses for a weekend to just get ideas, you're like, whatever you need. And, you know, whether, whether it was financial advice or whether it be gear or just calling you going, I just don't feel like preaching anymore. And just, anyway, you guys have just been – that's why I love what's happening on the East Coast right now. And we have this band of brothers and sisters, this cool thing happened. So Nova is very much a success of Kings and other churches, very much so. And we feel that, right? So I think, you know, one of our guys say with Brewer or somebody says that we're not in competition, we're in cahoots,
0: right? Yeah, um,
2: sure. I feel that. I feel I that.
0: You guys live that out better than anybody I've seen. You know, like it's incredible to think, you know, people don't know this, uh, but you know, Nova Church isn't just scrambling to help, you know, broadcast their own services, but they're helping multiple other churches. You know, and again, it's like it's one thing for an established church like us. Uh, you know, might people might not be as surprised to hear that us put that offer out. But the just the the effort and the selflessness out of your people is it's just it's really incredible to watch.
2: We have amazing people.
0: Amazing for real. Just you guys put out like it's just incredible what you guys accomplish and have accomplished. So yeah. Amazing, and people don't know this, but uh, Mike and I really got to know each other in January. Mm. Uh, we were in London with our wives at uh, an Alpha event, and that was well.
2: We say it was Alpha, but we were over there trying to get One Direction back together. That's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was our real, our real. Perfect-
2: we wanted to start it up and call it Wrong Direction, yeah. or Old Spice, or something, and yeah. we were. That was the real reason, but we covered it with Alpha conference.
0: So couldn't find Harry Styles. <laughs> or no, who's the guy that left? Who's the guy? Uh... first
2: it was Harry, then Zane. Zane. Zane I should have to know everybody. Liam, I'm not going okay, I'm done. But
0: <laughs> you have a teenage daughter,
2: right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> hey, I got I got a one direction playlist. I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there right hey, now. Hey. Get it out, out there. No uh, London, London was a great trip and our wives had a great time getting to know each other. That was so fun.
0: It was super fun. That was like that was one small uh little grace I think God gave. At least yeah. not I feel it was a real little grace that he gave us before this season.
2: Well that that was the first January without going too heavy, too deep, but that I didn't lose motivation. I don't get depressed, I'm thankful, but I lose motivation. I'm happy. I just don't want to do anything. Yep. And it's the first January. Everybody else is like, let's go. New year, new me. And I'm usually like, ah, <laughs> I'm tired. It's the first January. I felt great. And I think a part of it was that adventure and just soul care and relationship that we had in London for that week.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. And I, I'm banking on the fact that I got COVID while we were there. I'm just really hoping all that international travel, it was breaking out. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if this is politically or correct or not, but I'm pretty sure we boarded next to the Wuhan plane. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, Kenneth Copeland got rid of it all, so we don't have to worry about it. Right.
0: Oh, yes, he yeah, did. I went there. COVID. <laughs> Yeah. speak okay so let's go there let's go not not copeland let's go on covid let's go covid for a minute how how are you guys do, do we pop the can how how are we feeling about covid how are we feeling about church response to it but even like as a citizen of canada like how like are you are you guys as frustrated with everything as me can i say that are people going to judge me
2: dan dan i'm gonna put you on the spot how old are you i'm 58 all right so well, you'll we'll 58 you've seen some stuff yeah. I find the older generation is more like we don't care, like we've seen stuff. Mm-hmm. You've seen some stuff. How frustrated are you right now?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely, I definitely have been mildly to extremely irritated with how careful we are being.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, yeah. Most of my life, I have not been as careful as this, and yet I'm 58 years old. Yeah, and looking good. It, Thank you very much. Oh, where's the music? Cue the cue this <laughs> right there.
2: You can't call for yourself. I need is- I need
1: some I need some birds tweeting around my head. Right That's not it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. It's all good. Yeah. So I mean, I've any of these sort of you know wearing a mask and doing the precautions. I mean, I've cooperated and done my best, but it's always is an underlying hum that says you know what this really isn't going to make that much difference we're going to survive this like we usually survive things yeah and we're going to use our heads and we're going to trust in god yeah and we're going to be stronger for it yeah and some hard things are going to happen through it i just i get afraid that we're gonna that if we go down this route too many times we're going to start forgetting what we've got in us yeah we're going to start forgetting courage and we're going to stop we're gonna forget working together and finding like creating solutions for things instead of somebody having to tell us how to be careful and how to Come be smart. On. right there. That's, That's good. kind of kinda of where I've been. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's definitely some real psychological stuff that I think yeah. we're underestimating what what it means to like again, I know I know it's there's a it's a complicated conversation and there are people I mean, I got in an argument with my own brother today about it. Like it's you know, yeah. The people on every side of the argument.
1: Wait a second, um, you argued with your own brother?
0: Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it's a side of you know that's a that's a term of endearment in my family. That's,
3: that um, that is true.
0: That is true. Yeah, the, the real me. Like if I. know knows where the bodies me, are
2: buried. He knows. If
0: yeah. I can smile at you, that means I don't I don't have a whole lot of like we're not super close. Yeah, you're close go. to me. And that's
2: the theme of the greeting team at Kinks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just get it raw get it real yeah. let me just let me just say this i think
3: there's there's this thing that has always existed and it's right up in our faces right now like the world is not and never has been a safe place it just flat out it wants to kill you right and every time you step out the door you're actually taking a calculated risk yes. that something is going to happen to you now granted in our day and age like in the west we have a it's a pretty much a low risk environment but the reality is bad things happen all the time and we're we're like every time you go to a funeral and it's like a tragic thing we know bad things happen right and and I guess we need to like I'm all for like I'm all for doing my best but there is there's I and I've, I've been I've been teetering on this you need to talk me down off a ledge, you know, in terms of like, like it's just been so it's been half the time it's been infuriating and it's been frustrating that I've just like, but the, the, the world has never been safe. Like really it's never been safe. And the fact that it's sort of in our, in the forefront now, and we're, we're not sure what to do. And it's like, but when you say things like that, People look at you and say, you don't care about what's going to happen. I say, I do care, but it's still a risk and it's complicated and it's naive to say that we should lock ourselves in and wait until this thing passed. Like, remember when we were just flattening the curve, we were locking away. Well, the curve's flattened and remember, like, like, apparently we're now, we're locking ourselves away until this thing goes away. Well, that can't be, right? We can't actually shut ourselves down like that
0: because the concerning thing is it's not going to go away yeah. and and just how much more time I just don't know if we're counting the whole cost correct that's, that's my fear my fear isn't I think it was wisdom at first like it clearly oh, you it clearly is a legitimately concerning thing it's taken a lot sure. of lives and I don't I don't want to yeah. I don't want to downplay that yeah. and to be a person who's like you know, you're in your 80s, or you've got health conditions, and I, I know there's some outliers out there too that some people have yep. got it that were perfectly healthy and it took them. And so, yep. but that's that said, um, I don't know that we're counting the cost of what this is going to do. To like uh, my my conversation, I think the conversation needs needs to circle around livelihood. Yeah right? Like it's, it's about, it's about life. And there's a, there's a much more detail and much more dynamics to talk about than just, uh, you know, epidemiology. And-
2: I, yeah. I also think though, like also what are we producing in the next generation? And again, I echo you, it's been serious. It's real. Yes. You know, we have to be careful and I, I get all that. We have to listen to the guy. I get all that, but like, I got, I'm old enough. Like I'm not a tough guy. I wear skinny jeans. You can't be a tough guy and wear skinny jeans. Right.
0: Yeah, like uh one direction.
2: So. You just can't. Right. <laughs> but, but I do have that in me where I'm like, our grandparents fought wars came bought back and I'm not against counseling. I see a counselor. I'm not against that. But like, they just kind of like, I'm going to go in the woods and cut down some lumber and build a house for my family. I'll process what I saw. And today, like, you see the meme about COVID like, we're gonna tell stories like we were like I am legend walking down the road in the middle of an empty city. Yeah. But the reality is we're gonna be laying on our coach looking at our phones. That's what, how we got through this. And yeah. like our grandparents fought wars, we're trying to tell our kids not to eat Tide Pods. You yeah. know, like yeah. at, at some point I'm afraid that we're gonna create this whole. I don't know. I just I just feel like I don't. Maybe it's just me as a guy, but I think even as a church making it spiritual, we're called to run to danger. And I'm not saying with no mask and not being safe, but I mean there's gotta be a part going, no, no, let's solve this, let's be a part of this, yep. let's fix this, let's let's go help people. Like, even when I hear Christians and I get being safe, and I'm not talking about people that are vulnerable in health, but like I don't know if I want to be a part of that. It's a little I don't know. I'm like, where is the whole running to what everybody else runs from,
0: right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I just I just wonder about at what point do we need to I, my my biggest concern right now actually is how much the media is driving the dialogue and the perception yeah and like there's so there's so much up in the air about like there, there's a lot of misconceptions about what the disease is and then there's a lot of mystery about what the disease is and i feel like you know crisis headlines and the economy the clickbait economy that, frankly, every large news outlet operates on—it's. Yes. Lit- I mentioned this in my sermon today. You know, I read a I There's a podcast I listened to last week talking about how the mainstream media is built. It's built right now to capitalize, literally capitalize on the fact that every human being has a negative news bias. Like, and if you don't think that's true of you, like if you go through a day and you have. A hundred compliments, and one person says something negative about you, what do you go to bed thinking about
2: thinking about my my love
0: for one direction now you don't like yeah, it there you, exactly that's all you're thinking about <laughs> right no, but there's a there's a real and like his whole his whole argument was you know that's a safety mechanism we've all it's a cope it's a it's a safety mechanism that we we all have in us we have to beware of the threat and the news mm-hmm. and the journal like the mainstream media and facebook like the the loudest voices promote the 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 crisis they they promote fear and there's there's just no it seems like there's not a lot of just balanced healthy discussion and then what you have is these political systems where we are we're in a democratic we're in a democratic system which i wouldn't i think of all of the in the words of c.s lewis of all of the you know inadequate human government systems it's the best but it's still inadequate and i think you see like again it goes it goes with the flow of the populace and now you have you have political leaders trying to do their best to figure out what to do and they're too frankly too afraid i think to what do you do like i i feel for i feel for our politicians to be honest like what do you do if you open things up and people start dying then that's on you and if you hold back like we are and people are losing their jobs, losing their livelihood, losing their retirement. And and, and our- also dying
3: because of depression, suicide, anxiety, all that stuff.
0: I don't even want to think about the child abuse and stuff that's going on right now. Like my, my kids live in a very healthy home and like, it's just, it's hard even for my kids in a healthy Christian home with two loving parents. I, I just can't imagine. I don't even really want to think about it. What's going on in some of the homes in inner city, St. John and in inner city Halifax, or these kids were already on a, you know, a watch list because their parents are aren't looking after them, or they're they have, you know, they come in a broken home. Like this is going to put them at way further risk than this this disease is going to. So I just think there's way more to consider on all this. This is probably going to get us in trouble. People are going to.
3: Well, okay, right there. Let me just say. Let me just say this. And this is the thing, right, with social media, and it's super toxic, right? <laughs> There is not enough reasonable public discourse where people uh, don't point fingers and throw throw names around like like you're you're uncaring, you're a racist, you're greedy, you're ignorant, you're whatever whatever you are, right? Because there is there is a there is a side that you can choose to talk about and recognize merits in. That will automatically get things lobbed at names and terms lobbed at you and this is this has been a a frustration of mine is that there's not a place where you can actually have a reasonable public discourse on what do we actually do without fear of actually having labels thrown at you right when you're asking perfectly honest questions right and that's been a a big frustration of mine
0: yeah yeah I just are we are we taking seriously the whole scope of the conversation that's that's all i right. I wonder I don't think I don't think we are like when we just think of the economics like literally, if people aren't working, then production isn't happening and and like global economies, people need to make stuff they need to actually produce that's where it's, money is paper it's it's what that is associated with that gives it value and so our money like it's gonna it's gonna be meaningless and it's going to be it's just debt on debt that's we're going to be paying off for anyway i'm uh it's concerning for sure you know that is, that said it is what it is and the the voice of the church the voice of the church i think we need to be we don't we shouldn't be quiet we shouldn't we shouldn't be like you know don't speak our don't speak our Our position, but at the same time, I don't think it's our job either to be the the people on the steps of Parliament with no, you know, unrest. I think it
2: just creates. And again, I'm not saying being insensitive and being an opportunist. I'm not. But like, courage only makes sense when there's fear. Um, Help is only wanted when people are helpless. I think the church rises to the top. Like the church, the church should rise to the top in the, I think, you know, from global pandemics to world wars with racism. I think the church should always in those moments, not like everyone else. That's where we, you know, we realize, do we actually have faith or are we, are we subject to the same fear based on the same media? Or can we say this is fact, but like that old school, right? Like, you know, the missionary mindset, you know, I have to go. I don't have to come back, you know. Just mm. there's a little bit of that going the yeah. church should make more sense than ever before yeah. when there's conflict. Because yeah. in yeah. the scripture, every time there was promotion that most times promotion happened in the middle of conflict.
0: Totally. Say,
2: yeah. Yeah. Can I just
3: say this? And this is a little little bit of a controversial thing. I feel like we've Why not? Why not? I feel like as, as a church that we've overvalued our own safety. Mm-hmm. Right. When we think about martyrs and we think about people who are willing to lay down their lives, what you said, right? I, I, I have to go and I don't have to come back. Like there's something that's been lost in sort of the, the Western cushiness of things about the actual counting the cost of what it is to follow Jesus. And I don't mean to be reckless with your life, but I do mean that we hold our, our own safety in a, in a, in a, in a tension. To say that if I am called to go, that I will go, and even at the expense of my own life. And I'm not saying that we have to do that here, but I do feel like it's not, it's not something that we, we certainly don't talk about. Well, I
2: think I'm not, I don't want to glamorize our journey because we all have our journey. Hmm. But like on this side of it, Nova Church makes sense. But when we started it, like we didn't have a cent, We didn't have a team. We had no one sending us. We we had the district. but like, we can't give you any money. I'm like, I don't want money. I want covering. And on this side, it makes sense. But I remember them saying to me, so how are you going to get paid, the district? And I was like, we'll take an offering the first Sunday, figure out what our costs are, and see if I can take some money home. And they're like, no, no, we, we've got to get you a plan. I'm like, there was no plan. But we didn't do this because it was easy. Right. And anything for God, whether it be stepping out, with are talking about Dan, you're 37 years married, you know, stepping out going, I want to. I want to spend my life and trust somebody in relationship. Having kids is a step of faith in this world. Yeah. You know, anything you do at some point, it's it's like it ha- faith and risk. You cannot separate them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you let can. me. I'd like to jump in on that and say, God's really been taking me to school uh, during this our whole reaction to COVID in the area of faith. And early on, I was I was sitting and just uh just having my my time with God. And I, and I was thinking about faith, and I was realizing, wait a second, I live in a world where the same virus can shut down literally every nation in the world. Hmm. Like I'm sitting here right now, knowing that, this, that the same virus has shut down the whole world. Okay, if I can have faith to accept that, and you, oh, yeah, totally, that's what's happening. Virus that you can't see. Yeah, a virus that I can't see is shutting down the whole world. Okay, if I, can, if I can accept that, then I can believe that the Spirit of God is present in every nation of the world and can actually raise the tide of the manifest presence of, of Jesus in one day. Mm. That, that suddenly the whole world can be more aware than ever of King Jesus. And he was saying, you know what, it's the same faith mechanism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you're willing to accept the virus that you can't see but you but i want i'm stretching your faith to believe in prayer again to put your faith to in put the ingredient of faith back into your prayer and believe me to change things so rapidly it will make people's heads spin yeah that's mm-hmm. good and so so i'm glad you mentioned faith because i think that's huge we're unaware of how much we live by faith but we live by faith and lies often
2: well, that's why I think it's so important what you guys are doing as a church. You guys, you know, I think there's a David. David's not a person so much, but a spirit. You guys are very much a David in this region, but it creates, you know, the quote, a great friend of ours, and mentor, believability. But the faith level, again, once Nova happened, people are like, well, we can plan a church. Yeah. Can we go multi-site like Kings? Oh, we can do it. We've seen it. One conference wasn't, no one thought of it three years ago. No one thought it was possible. Now it's like, maybe we should do one. Why? Because once you do it, it, in, you know, faith, fear is not the opposite of faith. Fear that's is faith in the wrong source. Faith right. and fear are both the same. They're both hoping for something that you can't see.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we have fear of this virus. We can have faith in the presence of God 100%. Yeah, yeah
1: totally.
0: So how do we, I mean, as a church, you know, I'm thinking like, clearly clearly the Lord is, this is not going to be wasted. Like again, like, I think I'd love to move this conversation. It felt good to just have some honest dialogue surrounding just questions. I've been very quiet about it. Um I have, like, officially, I have questions about how we're handling this. Um Again, I have, I have doctor friends. I'm, I'm. This isn't totally ignorant. I, you know, we have. Oh, two,
1: man, we're and we're doing our work right. Like we're, we're working with it.
0: Yeah, but we, I mean, we have two very high-level uh doctors on our board, so we. We as a church were one of the, we were, I think we were one of the first ones actually that just, we shut down. We were not messing around with this, but at the same time I've had, as this is, as the curve has been flattened and now we're just kind of, New Brunswick hasn't had a a single case of it in quite some time. So, you know, I've got some concerns about how this is rolling, but that's not my primary concern really i mean i'm i'm a citizen of new brunswick and a citizen of canada that's a secondary citizenship my primary citizenship is the kingdom of god and my primary concern is you know what are we as the kingdom as kingdom kids as the church what are we how are we leveraging the full weight of this season unto you know what god what god is producing like there's no such thing as a wasted trial You know, scripture after scripture tells us like the testing of your faith produces perseverance that, you know, fire refines unto gold like this, this, this is, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling like that. That's what this season is. This pressure is not going to be wasted. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'd love to have a conversation with you guys just on, like, how are we seeing, you know, even now, you know, there's so much we don't know. That's one of the hard things about this this season as a leader. There's so much we don't know, but there are things I'm seeing you know senses we're having about how the spirit's moving and what he's saying, and things that we're being forced to do and embrace uh as believers in the season and as church leaders. you know what are you guys seeing you know what's this leading? what is this leading us unto? What are your thoughts
2: uh for me, you know you go back eight nine weeks ago, like you know food only makes sense if you're hungry, like my kids will say there's nothing in the house to eat until there's nothing in the house to eat. It's amazing how they'll eat those gram, those wheat crackers that they wouldn't have eaten when there was cookies. But once there's nothing and it's before grocery day, it's amazing how when you're hungry enough. And I just think like nine weeks ago, what were people relying on their jobs? Uh Sports, they took it. They're like, man, I just can't wait to watch that game. You know, like if you travel at all, whether it be hockey or football, like You know, football is the biggest religion in America. And biggest churches are their stadiums. What was our hope in movies and entertainment? It was in our friends and social circles. If I could just get with my friends and just just living for the weekend, you know, going out to clubs, going to pubs, everything that we relied on for coping, escaping, trusting in, relying on, has been wiped out in eight weeks. Everything. Yeah. I think it's an opportunity it's a level playing field going, now people are going, okay, I can't rely on that. And I realized I'm actually hungry, I was, but I was snacking on these other things. Mm-hmm. So I never noticed my hunger. And the statistics say people are Googling about prayer and God. People are tuning into our services that never would have before, even right now. People have watched this and sharing this on Facebook, and people are tuning in going, who are these guys? What are they talking? But people are open that they weren't nine weeks ago because the game was on, the golf tournament was on, they could go to their friends for barbecue season it's just I think there's an opportunity that real hunger going you know what I don't think I was actually satisfied yeah. and I'm just I'm hungry they're feeling that hunger I think in the middle of this chaos that's beautiful yes that's yes. where the church can't be just like well and even us as pastors right like our Sunday morning was our strength right like we know we're not a Sunday morning church but let's be honest it really pivots around Sunday morning because that's when we rally people and launch people, our giving, volunteers, kids' ministry. That's been taken off the board. Yes. What a chance to really find out number one, what matters, what you're hungry for, and engage culture.
0: Yeah. yeah. Really good. Definitely, uh, you know, speak to that, Mike. One of the things that kind of popped in my mind as you were, as you were explaining was I think there's going to be a, th- there's not going to, this is happening. There is a, a culling.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh oh. I'm not frozen. I'm just faking. <laughs> I'm not yeah. that. That people. Oh, wait. Were frozen? Oh, oh. You, you, you froze for like 10 seconds. We heard culling, and that's it. Oh. It was great, man. You were like.
0: <laughs> the sound effects. There we go. We're back. Yeah. And you, we're back.
2: You believe that there's a culling happening.
0: Yeah, no, I think there's a culling of marginal christianity is wow. what I was what I was saying. I think like I don't think in, in two ways. One within the church as like a a collective body. The people who were flighty with their faith, unintentional with it, I think they've already begun to or have made a decision on this is something that matters to me or not Mm -hmm. and i'm going to you know as difficult as this is in this season as clunky as it is to be part of a community that's online this matters to me and i'm taking it seriously i think there's there's going to be a separation of the sheep and the goats so to speak of you know there's just been a lot of people who attend church but aren't the church yeah and I think this is gonna cut some of that away. It's gonna cut some of the fat. I also think it's gonna cut it not just around us, you know as far as people who are marginal, but I think it's gonna be a calling of marginal Christianity inside of all of us too, just areas of again those those things that you're speaking to, Mike about the distractions about the the medic the ways we medicate ourselves, the ways that we uh distract ourselves the way all those things. We all we all do that. It's not just a, it's not just those those who don't know the Lord. Like I, I've found this war within me in this last season of just how how much of my strength wasn't from the Lord. It was from disciplines or things in my life, like you know that matter that aren't they aren't sin, you know. But like losing well, gym, losing basketball, losing. Well, let me let
2: me ask this. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna just jump in, but. Yes or no, like stronger or weaker, do you feel stronger in your faith than you did nine weeks ago or weaker in your faith?
0: I feel more committed, so stronger
2: you don't feel worse than you were eight weeks ago
0: i feel, feel yeah, I feel like i I feel like my claws have dug into the cross harder harder than they were i feel I feel like my grip my grip's tighter than it ever was
1: yeah. I, Dan, I think Dan, what do you I, I definitely would say I I feel stronger in my faith. Um, there's something else I want to say, but I'm not sure I want to say it in answer to that question because I want to hear Anthony's question or answer to it too. But I, I I would say stronger for sure.
3: Yeah. Oh, for sure, me stronger.
2: Yeah. We haven't had corporate worship. We haven't had corporate communion. We haven't been able to go to our regular routine where we feel someone lift us up, encourage us to be around. We haven't had that.
0: Yeah. I feel stronger or not. I feel, I feel more committed and like I have a firmer grip. Yeah. I do not, I do not feel though fuller. Like yep. this, this feels like a fast. This feels like a, I have flushed out. God has flushed out a bunch of stuff that I quite love and enjoy and wouldn't mind having back.
1: Um, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. But-
0: he's flushed that out, and now I've I've had to make decisions about what to do with that space, mm-hmm. and and I've found like again like I'm I'm more convinced and convicted and committed for another seat than I was. But I'm I'm hot. Hu- There's a hunger in me
1: yeah.
0: um, that that actually is reserved for the for the body, like that yeah. I think is gonna. It's going to, it's going to kick into gear mm. some other phase here. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. It, Dan, what were you going to say?
1: Well, it does. And I, I'd like to just uh release something here to the three of you guys as a, like, a, as a, it's a word in me. And I just want to, I just want to let it out Um because I, I've been finding myself asking God all through this time, you know, what are you preparing me for? Yes. Like, what the heck are you preparing me for? Because. I know you're working on me, and I I feel like what I've been hearing back from him is I've actually slowed you down so you can start paying attention to what I've been doing. And I believe that we're going to come out of this. I believe, like, I'm, I'm more of a, a prophet guy, and, and you guys are apostles and pastors and so on, and Anthony's a prophet guy, but, you know, I, I feel the church is going to see something it's gonna blow her mind. And she's gonna realize what God's been preparing her for. But we are gonna walk into something God's already renovated. Hmm. Like we are we oh, think-
0: man. you gotta share. Why don't you share? Can you share that dream? Like Yeah,
1: that, that, I would love to. We're hanging really? on to we're really?
0: hanging on to that. I mean, that's been informing yep. our
1: mentality. Yeah.
0: Like share okay. it with Mike and the listeners. They need to I mean, we, sure. Listen, let's just have conversation.
1: Sure, yeah, I dreamt that um i was was in our church building when what's that when did you dream this? Oh th- this was like a year ago i don't I like, think it was like, like last fall last Yeah, it fall. was early fall, yeah, early fall of 2019 dreamt that um that I was in our church building, but there was actually two two more stories that we had built onto our our facility, and it was our facility was actually in the center of our city also. Which it isn't, but that's where it was in the dream. So we had built two two levels above our our current worship center, and I was responsible to host this dedication prayer time uh, in our new renovated facility. And so I had gathered one of those little CD players, uh, and that was going to be our worship soundtrack for our prayer meeting.
2: So Nova Nova was covering the production. I get it. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> Go yeah, that's what was on the front of the CD player. You guys are world class. <laughs> so, I, so I had this little CD player and I was expecting like 10, 15 people to come to this prayer of dedication in our newly renovated area. So I went out to go get those people outside of the building. And when I went out and started inviting people to come to, the, to this prayer of dedication, hundreds of people, maybe a thousand or more, started following me. And I got really nervous because I wasn't ready for that size of a crowd. So I'm trying to run ahead of them, but I'm trying to act relaxed. And I'm saying, yeah, come on, let's go. Come on, join me back at the church. And I'm, I'm running ahead of them to get there first so I can set something up. So I go running into the building, and I run upstairs, and I'm looking for my little CD player. And when I get to the top of the stairs, I walk out into this amazing renovated facility, like massive, hall, concert, uh, or not concert, but a, uh, yeah, a concert area, uh, but then this other lounge area to the side, and for some reason, there was a fully stocked bar and a restaurant, I don't totally get that, but there it was, and I walked into the main area, I'm still looking for my little CD player, there's people everywhere, my guests haven't even arrived yet, and I walk into this lounge area where we're supposed to pray, and somebody had hired a string quartet, and they were they were getting all warmed up and everybody was dressed looking beautiful and and a, a woman that that i know in the church i really respect her she said you don't even need to host this prayer gathering you just sit down and enjoy yourself we got it covered and she starts leading this and all the guests are showing up there's plenty of room i never did find my cd player <laughs> and and that was the end of the dream and i really came away and and as i shared it with anthony and brent and we prayed into it some and the lord's been really speaking to us over this time it's just been this realization that god has renovated something that we're going to walk into yes and you know in the first couple of weeks of being locked down here um i was you know fretting over things and trying to fix everything and trying to work everything out and i felt god saying to me you're trying to you're trying to fix things that have already been fixed yeah you're trying to you're concerning yourself with doing work that's already been done mm. you just need to trust me you're going to come out of this and you're going to walk into something that's going to blow your mind mm. but but he is preparing us for it like the thing he's doing in us will make sense when we see what what we're walking into
0: and the 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 tools of yesterday the old stereos are not going to cut it and they're la- they're going to be laughable yeah, we, we've got to step into what God has prepared and what yep. God has mm-hmm. created and to fully to fully engage it. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's been times where, you know, Dan, we've we've kind of referred to that dream because we're seeing we're seeing that unfold before our eyes. You know, we yeah, OK, we, we Facebook streamed and we had some Internet presence, but we just kind of had this little stereo and then boom, this thing happens. And it seems like God had this whole renovated thing already set for us, went before us. And now, you know, we're we're getting 30,000 views a week, like just, or a weekend, not a week, a weekend. We're getting 100,000 views some weeks. Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's insane. And and it's way beyond what we could have done. And it's, I think that's just one picture, but I think that it's gonna be even, the renovation's gonna be even more, it's gonna be even more bigger. It's gonna be even bigger, bigger than bigger. just, yeah. you know, like our our preaching and public platform stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's gonna be
0: more. It's gonna be yeah. like in the in the complete. Yeah. It's gonna be in the assembly and in the makeup and the building of the the building of the
1: church. Yeah. I really believe the Lord is saying to the church, "I've taught you to surf, own it, and He's gonna start dropping us out in the middle of the ocean with these massive waves." like you've seen those videos of guys out in the middle of the the ocean surfing these giant waves. And, you know, it's the same surfing. It's just a bigger wave. Right. And I believe God's saying, I've taught you to surf. So you can't afford, you can't afford to be in too much awe of the size of the wave. I'm going to get you to ride.
2: I think, I think, you know, I had a friend in Ontario, a great mentor say, you know, church plants are now equal with everybody else because we just removed all our buildings from the equation. And he's a guy, I know his mortgage on his building, not, not utilities, not salaries, just his mortgage is a thousand bucks a day. And wow. And I was like, yeah, but what I like about this is it's simplifying. We make church so complicated. I was in Wisconsin, this mega church and the lead pastor was talking to me and he was envious of me. I was getting ready to plant Nova and I remember thinking your lobby, is bigger than most churches in Canada and he's like oh I'd kill to go back to those days everything was so simple just preaching and loving people I remember thinking yeah I'd trade with you right now <laughs> and uh, but there's something about under again stripping away what matters yeah right now it's like we're thank God for buildings we believe in we're gonna get a building and that's all great and it's important and legacy and reaching and, but it's just stripping things down like you said surfing we keep saying in our church that we're jet skis just turn on a dime just no matter how big we get, no matter. How, let's keep simple. And what I like about this season is just like one week's not the same as the next, right? Remember, like no more than twenty people. Then 10, now they're saying if you go back, you, you know, may not be going back till twenty twenty one, but you can't sing. And then they, I'm like, no one has a corner on this. You've got to be light on your feet. You've got to be light in your spirit. You got to just ride the wave, right? And if you're if you're committed more to just this is the way I surf, you ain't gonna make it.
0: And surf, surf it or sink, right? Like Spirit-led
2: this. is a term over, you know, we've used it, now we don't use it, I don't know if we use it much anymore, but God, what are you saying? I'm listening. Yeah. What are you saying? And I believe God will tell us, start things when no one else is starting, end things when no one else is ending. Like, again, Brent, I know you're not, you know, plugging it that much, but you opening that webpage is God speaking to you. Who knows what that is for? But, you know, pride's not your issue, it's none of that. East Coast, we, false humility, false humility. But we were just saying before we went on that God told you to start that, and he did. We need your voice, and God told me to shut mine down. And the thing is why? We mm-hmm. heard God speak for what season we're in. That's why you can't copy what someone's doing online or some – thank God for podcasts and blogs and books. We've got to get back to God's taught us to surf or listen to his voice, and we need it. We, what, yeah. what God's saying to me might not be what he's saying to you know, someone down the street. We've got to get back to the simple thing of, God, what are you saying this week? And then you know, how many people preached 2020 Vision for 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 this year? If you we didn't had, if you were sleeping. Know what was coming. Did you preach 2020 Vision?
0: I uh, prophesied in the 2020 Vision. Um <laughs> yeah. I said it's gonna be a year of refinement. Wow um, and that specifically that God's invitation is that if we persist through resistance, like that like we're gonna feel resistance and there's gonna be uh, I felt really strong like there's gonna be this this moment of fight or flight. And like, it's in that moment. We need to remember that God said, if you persist in resistance, like there'll be, there'll be breakthrough on the other side. Like that, you know, resist the devil and he will flee. So. and
2: that's you hearing the voice of God, not because it looked good on some design that you saw from some church in Oklahoma, right?
0: Yeah. That was one of our, one of our words for, for 2020 was just that it's going to be a a year of refinement. It's also one of the things we felt that it was going to be like a, a, We call it a a Jehu season, where this is going to be a a year where, like, there's some victory that happens, where we stand over things that stood over us for a long time. And the interesting thing about that is, what I'm wondering is like that this is a this is like that God is bringing victory in the church. Like I'm even thinking about, man, did. Did the idol, did did idolatry of a certain church model stand over the church for a while? Did um, marginality, like marginal Christianity, stand over the church for a while? And this is a time where the Lord is causing us to rise up. I mean, we are forced, like you just said, we are being forced right now to figure out how to be the church without buildings, without programs, without like I – mean, literally and, and our people don't know this even yet so if you're watching this is you're getting the early edition but we are literally um going to roll out an entire sweeping organizational shift that's taken right out of acts 242 and it, we're we're calling it like the like the basically the 242 reformation where we are going to like say we're going to structure ourselves this way and this is how we're going to be able to move through whatever happens you know in around us. And that's, I think God's saving us from our buildings. Mm-hmm. I think he's saving us from our, the old wine skins.
2: Let me ask you this without hopefully not changing it too much. Cause we talked about negative, the news and negative and all that. What's been the highlight of the season for each of us? What's been the highlight?
1: Mm. Let's not all <laughs> just jump for joy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the relief of knowing um knowing like to me the relief of being reminded that jesus is building his church and that and that i i can let the things i was building fall away and i don't have to be depressed about that it was just a just it felt so good to just lean back into how stable that is yeah and I, i just i remember um Remember after our first worship night that we did on Facebook Live, you know, and we had like some crazy number of people watch it. And I know it was like, a, I don't know how many. Anyway, we had like seven thousand views or something eventually on it. I think six thousand something like that, some crazy thing. Um, but I remember when the broadcast was done, I was standing in the middle of our worship center. There was just a couple of us in in the room, and the the thing finished on the stage, and enjoyed this beautiful time online with everybody chatting with them and enjoying this worship time. Everything shut off. I turned around and looked at our worship center that I thought was big before that. And I said, this place is so small. Mm. I became aware of how big the church is like, yes. and, and so I just want to say it's been a relief to remember how big the church is and it's so far beyond anything I can actually manage. Yeah, It's been a relief to me. I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna go next, I think, because uh just the that moment that you referenced, right? The that first worship set that we had, um, just super simple. I think it was a keyboard, David on keyboard and Seth on a guitar. And literally for like an hour and a an hour, an hour and a fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or whatever it is, I wept. That's it that's all I did for that time. And it was, it was, it was, I, th- I feel like there was this, there's this thing that's happening in my life where I've, I found the Lord to be so present and so near throughout this, not to say that there hasn't been, I mean, obviously we've been talking and there's lots of frustrations and good days and bad days, but there's been this, there's this, there's this way that the Lord's been drawing uh, like oh, He's been meeting me in this way that's so near and so tender that is it's honestly like it's not like it's never happened before, but maybe not with this consistency. And so I just I found that in and that's been a word, intimacy with the Lord has been like if you heard me, if King's Church has heard me talk, you know, through some form format, you've you've heard you've likely heard me say something about intimacy with the Lord. Well, that's definitely something in this season that I've, it's my own, it's, it's very much part of my journey and I value that. And it's been, it's been deeper and richer. Uh, There have been moments where I'm, you know, in this room, right. With the Lord and it's been, you know, very moving. And it's, um, it's my, it's my secret place. Right. And so I've, I've definitely found that that's a That's an absolute highlight for me from, from this season for sure.
0: Yeah. I think the, the, the personal, like the personal stuff for sure, I'm on there's, there's definitely a lot of highs and lows highs being, I think the Lord's removed a lot of training wheels again, like sources of strength. I had that were wisdom and good things, honestly, like, like physical, like going to the gym, my, you know, my spiritual, my the state of my soul and my spirit is very connected to my, my physiology. And so like playing basketball, I had outlets, I had, a really, cl- oh, man, you my my annual calendar was was a thing of beauty. I mean, <laughs> it really was. Was. I mean, it was a finely tuned, beautiful machine yeah. that kept me sane for many years. Like people, honestly, people have wondered and worried about me because I've had a lot on my shoulders at a young age, and like a lot of it's been good relationships around me. And good rhythms and disciplines that have just made me healthy, and those a lot of those things just went away, and so this has caused me to really have a, a, a real raw, am I strong in the Lord and the strength of His might, mm. Mm. And, and finding areas where I'm weak, and I had an artificial strength that the Lord wants me to find strength in Him in this season, That's good. and those aren't those aren't bad things. Mm-hmm. Not bad things. I will be going back to the gym. I will be playing basketball again for sure. Um, but I it's just exposed the by God's grace, it's just exposed some areas of weakness. As a family, same thing, right? Like you get kind of lost in the rhythms and the flows of your life, and you have a, a level of health that's at some in some ways artificial. And when you get forced in a home with your kids for months.
2: <laughs> I felt that one. I, did, did I did that you, one. you are, you, you Can't, uh, believe, you to have, only Sunday. Can't you believe it's only
0: Sunday. I know. Yeah. You have to deal with reality. And again, that's been, that's been a, a highlight, I would say, in that, like, okay, it's real. It's, it's clarity. It's really? clarifying. It's, ref, it really is refining. I would say, though, as from a, like, a, a life and leadership standpoint, I am at a zone. I'm in a zone now where the most energizing, exciting part of this, and it's connected to the hardest part. So I want to loop back around. So I want to talk about that in a second. We're not going to get to angels and demons tonight. You guys are going to come back on in two weeks, and we're going to do it. Okay? So I felt like obviously the Lord had a different plan for us tonight, and this is this has been good. It's been good. Um, but the I'm in a zone. As far as highlights, I now have fully embraced this exhausting as it is this sense of wow, we are living in a moment that is history shaping mm. and 30 years from now, some of the decisions that we're making, we're going to celebrate. And my kids, my kids are going to benefit from and just like getting like the seat, the, the, the startup entrepreneur, apostle warrior in me is really energized by how, blown up everything is like there's parts everywhere and we get to build something new True. You know.
2: for me it's oh. been the simplicity <laughs> I got into this yeah. not for a position I don't mean that sarcastic that other people are I just I never wanted to be a lead pastor because of so much of it has to deal with it has to salaries and refixing parking lots and air conditioning units and how do you navigate you know, more waivers and insurance—that's a part of it. But I got into this—I mean, like ministry at a young age—to to to slay giants. Right? I just yes. there's something about that. And uh, my my youth pastor said to me, he's like, Mike, if you solve problems, you'll always have work. And I just I feel like in God's presence, whenever I feel God's presence, I cry, mm-hmm. or I feel like I want to go fight something. And I I like killing giants. Yes. And in this season our church has been remarkable our giving has not suffered and that is a testament to our people and God's presence and I feel like whenever there's a problem it's like that's a giant for us literally I'm hearing about the cancer ward in Halifax and they're saying two parents can't stay one has to leave and the one that's staying can't have visitors but if they leave they can't come back and I'm like what how are these kids that are seven and eight we know kids in there And i'm like what can we do to solve that i'm like church can we buy ipads for the for the iwk like let's go buy ipads i see a report that homeless people have nowhere to use the washroom in halifax because all the tim hortons are shut down and businesses so i call the mayor going can we pay for porta potties and i just i love this season that it's like if there's a problem that we can answer it and it feels like it's stripped away from from Planning Center and I, we do all that and, and production and messages and series and promo and there's so many problems it's like there's no opp- there's no lock, last, lock, lack of opportunity to kill giants it's like yeah. can we kill loneliness and do online small groups? can we kill poverty? Can we help that school get more kids online so they can keep doing school? Can we pay help pay for that funeral of that person can we that has been the simplicity of the gospel of of you know for those that are brokenhearted, those that are in prison, those that are that are are blind, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to solve problems. And, cool. that, and because of the schedule being stripped away, it's like we have all this time just to solve problems. And I don't want to lose that. I don't
0: want to lose that. Yeah, I've been loving that. But that's been connected. And I'd love to kick this around. That's been connected to the hardest part for me um, or like the area where the Lord has shown me. Something that needs to be crucified, and that like it's connected to that thing. So I'm the same as you, Mike. Holy Spirit shows up, and I'm either ready to 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 take up arms or weep. <laughs> there's, there's really no, very no, not many other things I do, and when, when I feel like just the anointing. But mm. one of the one of the challenges for me, just getting real raw and honest, has been letting just letting go of having to be the guy or the church that cooks up the new thing yeah, that saves the day and, and works. Mm-hmm. And really I've been having a lot of long walks and talks with the Lord and just saying, God, you know, you put that warrior thing in me. You know, you put that dreamer thing in me. You know, I know you called me to slay giants. You called me to be part of significant things, mm-hmm. but to like, to see the subtle, way where I, I i almost connect my own value mm-hmm. to those those pro, that problem solving i don't know if that makes sense and it's like uh, there's had to there's been a death that's need that's been taking place in me where the lord is trying to pull out of my hands the the grip i have on yeah but we hopefully we figure it out you know mm-hmm. and we figure this thing out and we have the answers and like there's something the lord's revealed like you know, go back to that dream that Dan had. I've had to surrender the fact that this renovation is something that the Lord has built and the Lord is building. Mm -hmm. And yes, we get to be part of it, but we are not the architect and we are not the foreman. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to pick up a hammer and swing and be part of this, but I've had to really, the Lord's just really showed some things in me. And honestly, the big frustrations and fears have been connected to that. I don't know if you felt this Mike, but I'd say for the first time in my You know, however long I've been doing this now as a lead pastor, eight years, I've not known what to do. Like I've, I've really not just intuitively known. Like I've been pretty good in crisis. My whole leadership was it started in crisis.
2: Mm.
0: And this one though, where there's so little information, again everything changes overnight. I I haven't known what to do, and there's been like the Lord has just ripped control out Mm. of my hands. Wow. And that's been a difficult but liberating thing because i would say like i i i waver i waff I, I go between you know jumping back in and getting my hands on it and and just being open handed and just saying you know god take these hands today if you want to give me an idea i want to do it and uh but you know that there's been an idol there there's been a yeah. That's that's been the hardest part. It's just the Lord bringing clarity in that area, and me. Ha- like Brent, do you really want? Do you want the church to come through this victorious and fruitful, or do you want King's Church and Brent to come through this victorious and fruitful? Mm. It's just been a, a God wow. just revealing some 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 places in my own heart where it's like, well, no, I want I, I want to win yeah, I want everyone to win, but I kind of want us to win a little more. And mm-hmm. and that's been a, you know, I think that's a thing that if a pastor doesn't deal with that at some level, I think they're lying, but God has really drawn me out to say. If I,
2: if I can speak into that and just take my liberty, um, just even that, to have that conversation shows a healthy spot, um, there's a difference between calling and kingdom. And I don't mean kingdom as in the big K with church, but. David held the kingdom lightly, but his calling tightly. So he didn't fight for it when Saul had it. He walked away. And when Absalom won it, he walked away. But he really valued his calling because he was a king when he was still in the cave. And what I've seen on your life is you've embraced the calling to be an influencer, even in the, na- in the nation and in the region. Um, some people, I'll just say it, some people are threatened by new churches. And the t- test for us is be when the next big church comes into Halifax and they got momentum and they're the they're the creative one and they're the cool one and and how will we be with them that's why pastor a j's been so good they you know they were the most successful church plant um in our province, and they have cheered us on and supported us financially and you've done the same thing so i I see you know even what you've done at one conference, you'd have no idea that Kings was really a part of you know, with, with, with the Baptist association, but really a catalyst Kings was, if you didn't know, my kids had no idea you guys were involved in that. You weren't on stage. And what do you do? What's the first one of the things you do is you get a local guy um, to pre-check your conference. And and I know it's not just your conference. That says a lot that you're having that conversation, but you know, not to puff you up, but I think you're passing that. I think you're passing that.
0: Yeah. I I, I appreciate that, man. But there's just i I'll just say from a real vulnerable spot, like there's a, this, I think, this is going to be such a sovereign move of God in this hour, and it's going to be too holy and and too 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 hot for me to go in thinking. I, I just think the Lord is is trying to posture me and position me with a a, a new level of just sanctity for what He's doing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and to and to just show me some little spaces in my soul where maybe I connect too much of mm. my own personal value. And like, am I cool? Am I, you know, it's that, that's such a, le- a leading question. Mike is like, you know, how are you Mike when someone shows up in Halifax and they, they eclipse Nova and they eclipse you.
2: I won't know till it happens. I know what I'm thankful for is I've seen it modeled by leaders ahead of me. So it almost makes me have to, Yeah. but I've, I've seen it done. It only gives me more courage in it, right?
0: That, But that I think is what, what the Lord's doing in me. Let me say that is he's taking me through what I I know you're supposed to do. Yeah. And what I'm, you know, what the right thing to say is to where like, if there was ever any wanting in me that was wanting the wrong things, I feel like the Lord has given me such a desire for a revival. Yeah that I don't care about my life and I don't care about King's church. Like I just want to see, I want to, I want to see like the kingdom break in. Mm -hmm. I think he's just rooting out a little bit, whatever was left of Brent's kingdom. I think, I feel like he's just pulling it out and it's been awesome, but hard.
2: Mm -hmm. It's amazing. What was your focus nine, 12 weeks ago? On the top of the email list. It's amazing how that doesn't seem to be there right now.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to get all emotional on you guys.
2: Oh man. Very I'm very powerful. I'm used to crying. I listen to One Direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why I love your heart, right? And um uh, that's why if we keep surrounding ourselves with people with the right heart, that's what's been beautiful with this season. Like, you know, just yeah people that are embracing shouldn't be embracing it's like cross-party lines cross-denominational lines cross age lines like you know the three on this call have been such a highlight for me personally and um, I just think God's drawing relationships together that are thinking these things that are feeling these things that would literally give anything to see the other person win to see God's kingdom move to reach people I just I don't know, I just see it like refining going back to your word. Just a, sim, a purity is happening in motives, in operation, in budget, in how we're helping people. I just I just say bring bring the purity.
0: Yes. Yeah. Do you guys I mean we'll we'll be done in a second. I mean, this has been really refreshing. I, I'm just encouraged to have the conversation. I'm glad some other people could 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 jump on this with us. But you know, as you guys are I mean, we're coming into Pentecost what are you guys hearing? What are you hearing in the spirit? What are you hearing? You know, I, again, I, I know we throw the R word around a lot and, but I'm just, I'm convinced there's an, I know there's something unprecedented on the other side of this because this thing is unprecedented. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that, and that tells me that the Lord, the Lord is going to slingshot some kingdom activity on the other side of this. It's going to be so sweeping. Mm -hmm. Um, What are you guys hearing? What, what do you, what's, what do you have your radar up for right now, coming in mm. Pentecost, coming in through this season?
1: Mm. Well, you know, um, Anthony and I were sitting and chatting here in my office a couple weeks ago, and we were we were talking about what what the church, what the Bride of Christ is going to look like coming out of this time. And a phrase just dropped in my head, uh, you know, who is that coming out of the wilderness? And I said to Anthony what is that? I think, I said, I think it's from Song of Solomon. And I'm not, is that the beloved or is it the lover? Or who is that? And, and so we looked at just Googled it and, uh, the scripture is out of, uh, is it chapter or song Psalm eight five. Yep, eight, and the five. question is, who is this coming up out of the wilderness leaning on her beloved? Hmm. That's the question. And, um, We, I got halfway through reading it and I started to weep. And it was like, we were both sitting there kind of with tears coming down our, out of our eyes, thinking, oh my soul, that's how the bride is going to come out of this time. She's going to be leaning on her beloved. And so to me, the next two weeks, what I feel is going to happen is the church is going to be unveiled in the next two weeks. I believe, I literally believe we're going to be seeing in the next two weeks churches all over the world, their expectancy is going to be growing leading up to Pentecost Sunday. And I think people are going to be so sick of hearing that we're going to see a massive breakthrough and outpouring of the Holy Spirit. People are going to be so sick of hearing it, but the expectancy is going to grow. Right. I think it's really going to make our heads spin how everybody's talking about it. And we, when, when the bride comes out of this time, I think we're all going to be looking at it going, who is this? And she's leaning on her beloved. Like she is leaning on Jesus. Like she never has. The world's going to say it. Right. We've forgotten all about Jesus, but that's all these people can talk about. Anyway, that's what I'm, I'm feeling. Yeah.
2: Sorry. Uh, for think, me, for me, I just, I think about Pentecost you know, how the disciples were nobodies, like the world didn't know them. In fact, they didn't even recognize, you know, didn't recognize them. Are you, were you with him? And then, you know, people always say, you know, who are these uneducated fishermen, no name. And we always like to think of ourselves as the disciples. But I think out of this, I think, I think what the spirit's going to, there's going to be people that are going to be leading our churches, uh, uh, be the, be the voice, the face, the driving force, for for church growth and i don't mean in numbers but i mean an influence that we don't know who they are now and i'd like to think i'm a disciple but i might have a little pharisee in me going whoa 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 it's going to happen through us i'm excited that there's going to be people that were you know media stars or no name this or in this part of culture that god's going to call out Mm. during this season that we didn't know six weeks ago eight weeks ago three months ago Mm. And it's going to be a turning. I honestly believe revival is not going to happen around an altar. I think it's going to happen in the streets and for Mm. so long revival very rarely looks like the one before it. And, you know, whether it be the charismatic or, you know, Toronto blessing or Brownsville, it's running to the church. I think the church is going to run into culture like a Jonah, sorry, like a, like a Daniel or Joseph anointing. And instead of criticizing government school boards, businesses, Arts and you know, and culture and television, people are gonna go in like Daniel and change it from the inside. I think people are gonna have a revelation of Christ in this time and they're gonna go, No, no, I'm I'm here for such a time as this and I think revival is gonna happen outside of our church buildings. Isn't it interesting? What got removed in this was our church buildings. Yeah. And they're saying twenty twenty one, we couldn't have an altar service if we wanted to right now. <laughs> I'm a good Pentecostal boy. There's there's no Chauffeurs and modesty blankets, even possible right
1: now.
2: <laughs> but I think there's going to be a revival of of in culture going. We're not criticizing anymore. We're solving. Wow, and Daniel, wow. Daniel wasn't criticizing his king. He said, "I can help." Joseph, when he proclaimed his own dream, got put into a pit. But when he interpreted another man's dream, he got put into the palace. And I think <laughs> God's going to raise people up. Going. It's not about me and what I want to do and my calling. And it's going to be, I'm going to go solve problems. And I think influence is going to happen. We're going to see people in arts and business, news anchors, entrepreneurs, and God's going to use them to have these revivals in in coffee houses and parliament and TV. That's what I see happening. The people going, they're not qualified for this, but the spirit of God will come on them in this season and they're going, they're not smart enough. They're not trained enough. They don't know enough, but the spirit of God is going to put them in places that they wouldn't have belonged three months ago. I believe that's going
0: to happen. No mistake. This is going to be a... Awesome. This is going to be a this is going to be a global awakening. I'm convinced okay. of it, and 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 that means like the, the you know you th- look at the last. I mean, there's been two great awakenings really in the in the last two millennia, right? Like two kind of sweeping great awakenings, and they they were much. They didn't happen in the church. They they swept across um, like countries and continents. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and and change like the awakening that swept through like through uh england i mean do people credit wesley for changing the course of of england like in parliament you know like that that actually shifted uh wesley and whitfield they actually shifted that whole that whole like country and i think this is going to be just exactly what you're saying the lord is going to going to be so gripping and so gravitational again will there still be darkness yes there will be until the lord until jesus returns but i think this is going to be a recapturing um and i think that the kingdom of god is going to take a foothold in areas that either have been long lost or never taken before uh Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm we're praying into it i'm gonna Mm -hmm. starting wednesday i'm gonna call our church to 10 days just 10 days of of fasting and prayer into uh pentecost just that god would do a a fresh outpouring of the holy spirit um and that's that's i'm expecting i'm expecting it mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ant any final thoughts
3: yeah um just i so yes to everything that you're saying um two things that uh, i want to say them out loud uh, maturity and consecration just so i don't get distracted um and down one rabbit hole but just really the the things that you're there are things that have been on my heart. And I know that, uh, that Dan and I have had lots of conversations and even Brett and I and Dan have had conversations about maturity and calling the, like it's, and for some reason in my brain, it goes like this. Like, it's like, I, you could say the church, but I'm actually, in my brain, it's actually the bride of Christ, right? It's it, it's some, for some reason it's that, but it's the bride is called the maturity and maturity in that she's out of, Like in Hebrews, when it talks about, you know, it talks about calling out and not drink, not eating milk, but moving to meat and actually dealing with more mature things and rising up in authority and not, uh, you know, not cowering to, to powers and not acting like an orphan. And she's regal and she's, she's risen up in her authority and she's, she's standing upright and almost like. Uh, you know, there's a transformation that has to happen. Like the bride must be mature. She must know her authority. She must know her place. She must know that she's seated with Christ in heavenly places, right? So these are things that are just burning within me, right? So, and, and, and along with that, there's the consecration. There is the, the things that the Lord's pruning off. There is the, the nev, not winking at dysfunction and sin and not winking at it. There's a purity and a holiness that, that is that is being restored to the church and this gets this consecration that to be set apart, you know, in spite of what that actually looks like. And, but it's actually, you know, the thing about holiness is that it's the lie is, is that you're giving up all these things for what the lie is that it's like, you're actually losing out, but it's actually, you're saying a bigger yes to something that's actually far greater and far more imaginable than the things that you're actually giving up. Yeah. So I think, for me, like maturity in the body and specifically the bride of Christ rising up in maturity and consecration, like being set apart. Uh, these are the things that like, just are like burning within me. Right. And they make that sound too. Just, I'm just giving you that. Heads up. <laughs> but, you like, but yeah, for sure.
0: If you stop you, and you, if you're standing there, Anthony, and you like are really quiet, you can actually hear an audible <laughs> audible
2: He's there all the time I get the sound too but it's not revival the sound of yearning
0: <laughs> it's the sound of yearning
3: yeah
0: yeah wow. guys this has been a ton of fun it's been oh, uh, you, it's man. been encouraging um i really I, I mean i'd like i'd like to get the four of us back on i'm actually preaching in the gospel series here in another uh another couple of weeks on how jesus good news jesus conquered the enemy so mm-hmm. maybe that's a better time to talk about uh Spiritual, you know, angels, demons, spiritual warfare, all that kind of thing. Because I think that is that is definitely of interest for people. So mm-hmm. I'd love to loop back around, Mike. You've been so fun to have you on, man. Yes. Thank you. I
2: I Thank have you. a song for us to listen to as we leave. Whenever you oh, no. I have the are, playlist.
0: Are we gonna get shut down off YouTube? Is the question. Well, if we are, if we haven't already, we're probably gonna be fine, right? If they haven't already silenced us.
2: Well, it's just you know you're making fun of me, but. <laughs> My One Direction playlist. I love you guys.
0: Okay. All right. Make a stop. Make a yeah. stop. stop. <laughs>
3: yeah. You have a little window
2: before it.
0: Guys gonna, you guys going to uh, catch the last uh, installments of The Last Dance? That's yes,
2: sir. That's my Mondays. What's, Me too. What's TV? I
3: don't know.
0: You haven't. There's that yearning. There's that sound. <laughs> The I heard
1: Chicago,
2: it. The Chicago Bills, Chicago Bulls intro <laughs> song still makes me shudder when I hear it. The what uh, song? When, they, the when they're coming court and they're playing that intro music. Oh, you don't like oh. that? Oh. oh, do you have it there?
0: Uh, no. Uh, next time, I'll get it on my my little. I was,
2: I was a Pistons fan, but still, it does things.
0: So. <laughs> don't have it. Yeah. Uh, oh man, greatest greatest of all time. I think I think there's no uh. You know, it's been great to see all these Generation Z. And millennials who thought that LeBron was the goat, mm-hmm. I don't think they think that now. <laughs>
2: no, not at all. And this conversation just keeps taking more turns and more. <laughs> it does. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. Thank you. Here, cue, cue the outro music, and we will, uh, there you go. Get your you insane Malik out of here. Thank nice you for me. being on the pod, guys. We will. Uh, we'll see you again. Awesome.
1: Sounds good. Be blessed. See you guys. See ya.